ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. to be in church this morning. It's a great blessing to be around. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to take our testimony for this morning and if Antipat is here with us, can she please come forward? Put your hands together for Antipat as she comes to share her testimony, what God has done in her life, what God continues doing in our lives as a people. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, please encourage her as she comes. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Patience Asante also from the testimony team. In May this year, I had a friend who called me that she was dating an elderly man. She probably she wanted me to console her and I told her she was talking to the wrong person. But she has to dissolve that relationship. And let's hope that by December, God will give her her own husband. But we have a prayer time here, so if she doesn't mind, I'll be putting her name every Sunday. I'll come and stand in for her. And true to my word, she's just dissolved the relationship. And she started praying. She said she's left everything for God to handle. June, she called me that a man came into her life and the man doesn't want a relationship, but he wants marriage. And as I'm talking to you now, everything is in two weeks' time she's going to get married. And I just want to encourage you that anytime you come to Bethesda, our, anytime you are coming, come with an expectation. Don't just come and sit here, just come into a normal service. If not, you will not be encouraged to come to church. But if you have an expectation, every morning you have the eagerness to come to church, whether you have the feeling or not. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I see the Lord meeting your expectation in Jesus' name. This year, you have your own testimony in Jesus' name. Believe it. There is a pool of water here, Bishop keeps saying. All you need to do is to walk into that pool by faith, and you won't walk out of here the same. Give the Lord another round of applause. You may take your seats as we receive the administration of our sister, Mary Rami Oklu.
Aleluya. Stand accused, vessel is in my long of all my sins, of everything that I've done wrong. I'm so ashamed, there's nowhere left for me to hide. This is the day I must answer.
you stand accused there's a list a mile long of all your sins and all the things that you've done wrong you're so ashamed there's no one left for you to hide this is the answer for your life your fate is in the judge's hands but then he turns to you and says judge on our side who loves us who purges us and who keeps us thank you for the blessing of knowing you for the blessing of being in your house to enjoy the sweetness of your fragrance let it continually abide we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You may please be seated. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to church. And um, this morning, I am continuing to share with you on the fundamentals that we need to have as believers. When you become born again, a very major change takes place in your life. Something very, very big happens to you. And the teachings this month are targeted towards the new members of this family as well as the existing members who um, according to Second Peter 1 have forgotten how they were saved. 
And I'm saying that when you get born again, a very major change takes place in you. Very, very big. A, a key is handed over to you to open many doors that, that would have been permanently shut in your life. But by being born again, God opens many doors and gives you many privileges. When you get born again, your status changes. A person who is not born again is an ordinary man. But when you get born again, you come into a relationship with God, your status changes. You, don't, you are not just a mere man, an ordinary person walking around. You become spiritually heavy in value. You become mighty in substance. And that is what actually David said in Psalm 82. Reminding us and was talking about why our lives are not the way it ought to be, they ought to be. And was saying that even though God has made us great, we have not taken time to understand things. We've not taken time to have knowledge. So he said, they know not. Neither will they take time to understand what is going on in their new life, in their new birth. And because they don't know anything, they don't strain their ligaments to get new knowledge and to understand what it takes to walk with God, why they must come to church, why they must not just be Sunday-only Christians, why they must have their quiet time every day, why you must love, why you must give, why you must be holy. They don't understand. So he says, they know not, neither will they understand. So, the consequence, which is a sad affliction of many a Christian, is that they walk on in darkness. People who have experienced the light of salvation, the light of God, the light of his word, the light of his love, the light of his presence, they walk on in darkness. And all the foundations of the earth are out of joint, out of course. They are foundations are unstable because they did not respect, I'm talking to us especially Africans who don't value knowledge and understanding we are not the type who seek understanding who value understanding you'll find sprinklings and droplets of a few black Africans who who are great and want to understand things, but generally, 
the typical human of the African type does not care. Generally, what that means, what, what is going on, once I've eaten today, you know, once, 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 and you see it in all spheres of life. Leaders who don't care about tomorrow. Once I've got the money today, I don't care. If there's no road, I don't care. Once I have money in my bank account, that's, the rest can go to hell. So our foundations, generally, our foundations, you know, sometimes when I'm having a discussion with certain educated people and I tell them about the plight of the typical African, they, 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 they reject it with an ignorance that amazes me. I wonder if they, even the education went into their, their souls because I expect a certain level of analysis. You know, they look at themselves, they look at a few big, big examples and fail to understand the reality of what we call the Gaussian curve. That's what we call the Gaussian curve. It's a statistical entity that gives general pictures. It's a curve. We call it a dumbbell curve. If you place it on any society, you will get a picture of the general masses. But there are a few to the left and to the right. Few. But 95% have a picture. And I expect people who are educated to understand that our type, we don't like knowledge. We don't like to read. When you travel abroad, you see in the trains, on the buses, the white man will be reading newspapers. The, the, the black man will have earphones in his head. It's like our souls were made to dance. Which is one of the blessings of being a Christian. Yes, when you come into God, he enforces knowledge. Yes. When you come, you see, people also who don't understand spirituality think that when you get born again, you retire your brain. No, 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 no. Because of spirit, Holy Spirit, the power of God, you don't think, it means you're also sick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come now, Isaiah 1.18. Come now and let us reason. Yes. When you are in God, when you get born again, it is now time to use your brain. Time to think. Time to think about your decisions. The steps you are taking. You don't just abandon your brain and say, Spirit of God. I'm shaking. Power of God. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, do it again. You are not correct. A sign that you are spiritual is not that you are a spooky person attributing things to winds and mists. We believe in the supernatural. Don't make a mistake. But a sign of true spirituality is the use of your mind. Even there are some revelations and angelic visitations you cannot enjoy. You are cut off from a le certain level of angelic visitation if you don't use your mind. Yes. 
when Joseph discovered that his wife was pregnant without his involvement and all the stories were going on. Bible says, as he sat in his room and while he thought on these things, as he was thinking, an angel appeared. Yes. Yes. Because if your mind is not working, even when the angel speaks, you won't understand. As soon as the angel realized that he was thinking, he appeared and spoke to him. He said, don't take the step you're about to take. So the fact that we are born again does not mean that we must abandon our analytical and our interrogative skills and abilities. Understand. And that's why I am addressing head on those of you who have just joined us and those who are around and seem to have forgotten where you came from. That here we have to take our time why? Because we are great. Look, when you get born again, mommy, you have no idea. <laughs> Maybe I need to teach you what it means. Even in this Psalm 82, you see David is, I mean, he talks about something that you can't even say with your mouth. But that is the reality. Verse 6, he said, I have said, ye are gods. Because the child of a snake, it's a snake. <laughs> the child of a cow is a cow. The child of a dog is a dog. We may use different terms like puppy and cow, but it's a dog looking at your face. <laughs> it's a dog. The child of a lion is a lion. A lion cannot give birth to a snake. A lion will give birth to a lion. So he said, I have already told you that you are not a human being. You are gods. And he went on to explain in case they were being, being uh, uh, mystical. He said, and I mean all of you who are children of the most high because God will give birth to gods. That's who I am. That's why you don't joke with me. And I also don't attempt to joke with you. Because by being a child of God, I have said already that you are gods. And in case you are thinking of angels, say, and I mean all of you who are children of the most high. But, verse 7, you shall die like men. A born again Christian should not die like an ordinary man. There is a way righteous men die. That, that was the reason for the lamentation of David. When he heard that that man came to tell him about the death of Saul, his lamentation was essentially that Saul's death was, 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 was inappropriate. Saul's death was, was, was not, was, uh, did not match the death of a righteous man. He said, how could you die as though you were not anointed? That was the lamentation of David. He said, you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Referring to the angels who are the highest states. But because of rebellion, he said, and I saw Satan fall like lightning, Jesus said. So you may be very high up, but because of a lack of understanding and knowledge, 
you will fall like one of the princes. You are not supposed to fall. You need understanding. Yes, if you are a girl, you need to understand how to relate with a boy. Yeah, if you are a shepherd, you need to understand how to relate with a female member. It's very important. If you lack that understanding, you will fall. <laughs> you won't be great. You won't be mighty. I will say it again. You are God's. like a normal human being. Whether you are a white man, or you are a green man, or you are a yellow man, or you are a black man, once you come into, once you become a child of God, you become God's. But, your enviable and colorful destiny will not be seen. Because to become really a child of God who is a God, you must hail and elevate understanding. When you see me coming to church on Tuesday, since I got born again, I have never, 33 years ago, I have never in my life lived a Sunday only Christianity. Never. Because I understand that one day, just a day, in the house of God is better than a thousand days with the wicked and how I have redeemed my years one day in church even if all we came to do was to learn hymns and songs no preaching just to learn new songs but Jesus said in Matthew 23 said you would not I long to gather you, but you would not. Verse 38 says, Therefore your house is left to you desolate. Don't be too interested in the jumping and dancing and skating. Settle down to understand what it takes to be in this kingdom. Have knowledge and seek to understand. So when you are doing something, you are not easily moved. Because your, your foundations are deep. I have said, I have already said it, that you are God's. But you are likely to die with your unbeliever. Your end will not be very different from your cousin who wasn't going to church. No church, sleeping around, playing reggae music, smoking weed in the morning. No church. You will sit in the church and your end will just be like them. Some of us here like that. Your, your end will not be different from the drunkard, drunkards who are in your, in your family. Yeah. But you must not die like an ordinary man. I mean, your end must be an end of majesty and nobility. You, you, must, you, must, you must check out elegantly. You must not check out as an entity we cannot distinguish from drunkards. So David lamented, how, how, Saul, Saul, for that keep us, that our end will be elegant, will be great, 
may we die like gods. Wow. That's why I've singled out one of the pillars of Christianity. And that pillar is the tithe. The tithe. Once again, you find people because of their ignorance, they didn't go to school properly. They've got a Bible, won't take their time to read the Bible to understand. You see them disseminating ignorance. And then the plain and simple-minded members of the kingdom buy, buy the rubbish and destroy their lives with vain babblings, empty talk that the tithe is not for the modern Christian. The tithe is not for the New Testament Christian. Because if you look at the Bible, the, most of the teachings about the tithe are in the Old Testament. So, in, in, as New Testament believers, we should be free to use our monies and our resources as we please. Because we are in the era of the spirits. <laughs> so once again, a spooky-minded person is about to speak. <laughs> yeah. Because there are no teachings in the New Testament about the tithe. Who told you there are no teachings in the New Testament about tithe? I'm about to teach you. I'm about to teach you teachings. <laughs> So, so, I'm just giving you some basic teachings about the tithe. And I'm teaching from chapter 8 of this one of a kind book in the world. You can't find books like this. Why titan Christians, why non-titan Christians become poor? And how titan Christians can become rich? The first point I want to give you is that the tithe is a tenth of your income. I mentioned that last week, Sunday. Yes. Your increase, your income, whether it's money your employer paid you or it's money your sister gave you, money you found on the ground and, and, and you, you, you roamed about asking who owned the money. <laughs> yes. And when you, you've counted it and it was 90 cities, he said, look at God. He has already taken his tithes. <laughs> look at God. He has already taken his tithes. He has not taken any tithes. <laughs> So a tenth, a tenth of all your increase. Number two, the tithe is the first fruit of everything you have. That is why Jesus did not bother 
to give a lot of teachings about the tithe. Because he knew that enough teachings had been given by the prophets of old. So, his key comment about the tithe was found or is found in Matthew 23, 23. He used it to describe the hypocrisy of the scribes and the Pharisees. Woe unto you, hypocrites. Because you pay tithes of mint, anise, and cumin. These are spices that the women use. Cumin. Some of them call it cucumin. Spices like quercetin. Quercetin. Cucumin. Anise. <laughs> you will learn how to cook properly. This is your diarrhea inducing seals and light seals. Yes. So, 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 so the scribes who were godly men were tithing. Any small thing they had. Even spices they will tithe. And as we go on, I'll show you the things you can tithe. You tithe of mint, anise, cummings. But Jesus was blasting them in spite of their tithing. He said, you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. Weightier matters. Something, is, something that is bigger and weightier than tithing. What are these matters which are weightier than tithing? Judgment. Your ability to judge. Like, like when you are at home during the week, when you don't get involved in the church's activities, you lack judgment. You have poor judgment. These are weight. If you have judgment, it will spill into even your titan life. So these are weightier matters. Judgment. Mercy. You come to me, come to pray to me. You don't forgive your sister. You don't forgive the person who has offended you. No mercy. These are weightier matters. Mercy and faith. Big three. Big three. Faith. We are men of faith. We don't come to the kingdom of God using secular understanding and head knowledge and if only I can touch it, it means it exists. No, the kingdom of God is a kingdom... That, that is a kingdom of intangibles. Things you cannot touch are more powerful. They are guiding our lives. We believe it here. We have, in the world, they don't believe it. In the world, it's the money you earn. $5,000 a month. <laughs> the cars you drive. They measure themselves. You see them. Forbes will come up with the world's richest. Africans, Africa's richest. That's what they look at, the house, the mansions. They count your mansion here, uh, mansion there, there, there. Those are the, but here in this kingdom, we, yes, we also like mansions. We also like cars, but we, we believe in the weightier matters. These are intangibles. Yes, faith, mercy, blessings, 
curses. We believe in blessings. Things that will bring a curse to you, a child of God will not go near it. So Jesus said, you pay tithes and you have neglected these weightier matters. Then he went on and said, these ought ye to have done. The things they were not doing, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done. In Nigeria we say, done. These ought ye to have done. And not to leave the other undone. You don't leave tithing undone. The other, the, 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 the weightier matters must be on your mind. But you don't take out tithing. Say, these ones ought you to have done. And not to leave the other undone. That is, tithing should not be put aside. It, it, I'm not preaching against tithing. It is important. But you must not leave out the weightier matters. The New Living Translation will help us to understand it better. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of the religious law? Hypocrites, you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore the more important aspects of the law. Justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe. Yes. But do not neglect the more important things. You should tithe. Yes. When I say you should tithe, you say yes. You should tithe. You should tithe. Clap your hands for Jesus. Somebody sits in a radio station and on... Sorry. I just remember I was was going to say something there. When I see you at the car park, I'll tell you. Be very careful. Don't follow idiots. The fact that he's holding a Bible does not mean he's from God. You yourself, sit down. Don't bring your disregard for knowledge to church. Here we use knowledge. Come now. Let us reason. You, you, you reason on the platform of knowledge the platform if i say let's reason let's let's discuss tomorrow's event let's 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 talk about uh, the girl's problem we are we, we are we are making uh, we are we are involved in a discourse on the platform of knowledge if you are a tohu or bohu i can't talk to you void empty You sit in church. People go to church. There's no Bible in their hands. They're going to look for miracles and prophecies. And they die like flies. <laughs> you cannot be here and trivialize knowledge. Knowledge is key. Jesus was blasting the lawyers. When I say lawyers, not the, those who go to court. The, the, no, the, 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 this were the law, the, 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 the professors of the law, the, 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 the Torah. He said, you have taken away the key of knowledge. You would not enter. And those who were entering, you prevented them. 
ah, it was so easy for them. Yeah. Knowledge is a key. Yeah. Even tomorrow morning, Monday, many of you are going to open doors with knowledge. Doors to certain incomes. Yes, with knowledge. And some of you will stand behind the door. They, they will slam that door on your face because you are, you are, you are empty. <laughs> knowledge is a key that opens the door to a room with cars in it. It opens the door to a room with a lot of members. It opens the door to a room with peace, peace in marriage. Knowledge is a key. Woe unto you, lawyers. You have taken away the key of knowledge. Them that were entering in, ye hindered, and ye entered not in yourselves. Make a key be given to you today. So the tithe is something which is paid on almost everything. Nehemiah referred to the tithe as first fruits. He used the term tithe and first fruits interchangeably in Nehemiah 12 and verse number 43 and verse 44. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. Their wives also and their children rejoiced. Their joy was heard even afar off. Next verse please. And at that time were some appointed over the chambers of the treasures for the offerings for the first fruits. The decati, the first fruits, and for the tithe to gather into them out of the fields of the cities. First fruits, specifically, that when you go and plant corn or mangoes, the first harvest, they put them in baskets and brought them to God. Yes. First And Jesus said, you should tithe. Yes. <laughs> yes. You are sitting here, you don't tithe. Next week, you will learn about the blessings that come, reasons why God. This one is basic class one teaching. Yeah, next week, you see the prophecies will come and teach. Yeah. Next week is the turn of your pastor. Yeah. You, you, you hear a message that will dazzle you. Ezekiel described the tithe for the priest as first fruits. Ezekiel 44 30. All the first of all the first fruits of all things. Every oblation, every soul. So among the things you bring to God, there is such a thing as first fruits. Your tithe. Let's go on. Hezekiah. Referred to the tithe as first fruits. Repeatedly. In 2 Chronicles 31. We won't go into that. But all these, these are terms. First fruits, tithes. Solomon described the tithes. To be presented as first fruits. Proverbs 3.9. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruits. Of all, and they were all 
all of them in unison, they were careful to ensure to say that the tithe is the tithe of all. Hezekiah said it, Nehemiah said it, Solomon, all, 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 all. Hmm. Number three. So the first number that tithe is that is a tenth of your income, your increase. And the second thing is that the tithe is paid of all. A tenth of all. So you don't pay a tithe out of your salary of 780 Ghana cities. Then the $100 your sister brought, that one you've hidden it. No, you pay tithe of the $100, which is $10. Yes, you pay tithe of the $10. So, so even ideally, in the month, you should be paying tithe almost every week, as and when the increase comes. You don't wait for the month to end before you, are, you pay your tithe out of your salary. Anybody who gives you money, you go and do some extra work. Once the money is not stolen, God, God has paid my tithes. But these days, even armed robbers come to church to pay tithes. I mean, we don't know that. I mean, if we find out, we'll reject it. But on Sundays, you see, they come and sit there and divide it. They pray, they have prayer meetings before they launch out. They don't know God. Number three, the tithe is God's property. Yeah, it, it, is, it, it, is, it is money that actually belongs to God. You see, even though you end it, it's not for you. If you try to spend it, if you try to eat it, you may, you see, like, like taxes. Taxes. You know, when you earn one million dollars, you pay taxes. So a part of the one million, this type of my, uh, football players, somebody recently earned $700,000 a week. He just signed it. 700,000 US dollars a week. Yes. 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 Not 700 Ghana cities. Some of you, if you earn 700 Ghana cities a week, we will see you in church again. We will see you in church again. You won't come to this place again. They earn 700,000 U.S. dollars a week. But when you go into it, you realize that the money that comes to them may be just 350,000 a week. Because part of the money is not for them. That's what you hear in the news. Some major footballers have been hauled to court. Tax fraud. Because the fact that you have earned the money does not mean all of it is for you. Yeah, part of it is for the government. If you are a man, eat it and see. As if you are a man, you eat it. You keep eating. When we find you, you are going to jail. People are in jail who have not killed anybody, who have not broken any door. They sat in the office with their pen and entered the jailhouse. Pen. 
when you are caught, you don't pay taxes. It's not easy for you. Even gifts, you pay taxes on gifts. Yes. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> so even though I like you and I gave you a million dollars, <laughs> Charlie, be careful. Oh. Be careful. If you eat all the million, the, unless they don't know, unless IRS doesn't know, if they hear about it, honestly, they will call you to the office and you will fail forms. Why? Because the money you earn, not all of it is for you. And if the government that did not give you health, that did not heal your body, the government, that has nothing to do with your strength and your vigor and vitality. Even they expect you to give part of your income. How much more the God who gave you life and mercy and favor and doors. That's, should he not expect something from you? You use your money, you buy your own hundred acres of land, your own acres. You buy, you buy seeds, you buy fertilizer you, with your money. You, you, you grow your corn. Even when the government has done nothing for you. They've got nothing for you. Nothing. You bought your money, you bought your land, you bought your seeds, you bought the fertilizer chemicals. You paid VAT on all of them. When you harvest your crops, they expect you. <laughs> Farms. It's, not, it's here that we don't know who farmers are. Real farmers, they pay. When the government didn't give rain, when the government has no power to destroy locusts, but the God whose rain from heaven came to touch the ground for your maize to grow, who gave you wisdom and health and healing, mind him. That's why next week I'll hand you over to your pastor. I'm saying that the title is not for you. Leviticus 27, 30. In case you want a verse. Those of you who like like verses. Leviticus. Jesus did not bother to go through all this. They existed already. He expected them. Yes. He came. Those things which should be corrected. Moses' teachings that when somebody slaps you, you slap the person. If somebody removes one eye, you remove one eye. Yeah, so they have said, but I say that this time you don't do this. It's when the person slaps you, turn the other cheek. You say, what? But the areas that needed no changes, he left them. Said, you should tithe. Yes. All the tithe of the land, weather of the sea. I feel like shouting. <laughs> weather of the sea of the land, or of the fruits of the tree, it is the Lord's. It is holy. The tithe, you see, the word holy, we don't understand that word holy. Holy does not mean. Not fornicating. How can the tithe fornicate? (laughs) 
Holy means set apart. That's the word holy. And out of that will come your not doing the bad. But so this sister is holy. Doesn't mean that she doesn't smoke or she has not. Let me say God is holy. It means God didn't fornicate last week. Or God doesn't drink. No. Holy means everything else is to the left. And this one is to the right. Set apart. Sister, a tenth of your increase does not belong to you. Basic. When I give you 100 Ghana, opener, better collect 10 Ghana as well. Hallelujah! The tithe does not belong to you. <laughs> so you don't understand why I read that verse last week. You have robbed me. Wherein have you robbed me? In the tithes. The offerings. But next week you hear a better message. The tithe is God's property. Glory to God. The tithe, ah, it is here. The tithe is holy money. I've said it already. The tithe is holy money. And anyone that misuses it, misuses a holy thing. Hey! Hmm. The tithe, the next thing, the tithe is seed to support the priests. Yes. too nice. Numbers 18. Go home and read it. Okay, let me give you. Let me see verse 30. Numbers 18 verse 30. Yes. Therefore shall I say to them, why have ye, uh, when have ye hid the best thereof and so on? 31. Ye shall eat it in every place, ye and your house, for it is your reward for your... For, go back to verse 13. Let me just show you. Therefore, thou shalt say unto them, When have ye heaved the best thereof from it? Then it shall be counted unto the Levites, the Levites, as the increase of the threshing floor, and as the increase of the winepress. And ye shall eat it in every place. So those who are in the temple serving God, what they eat is what has been brought as the tithe from the threshing floor. It's also their increase. So if I'm an accountant and now I'm, I'm no more practicing accountancy and I'm a pastor in the church, how should I be paid? It's your tithe. So when you eat your tithe, it means you are trying to inf inflict Hunger on me. God don't punish you now. <laughs> I'll say it again. As a one, you don't pay your tithes. 
you are you are you are you are blighting my life blighting my life with lack and need you are you are making me a thief you are making me a beggar if you don't pay your tithes so when i see the sister who works at echo bank can you uh, there's a little problem can you elbow me 800 i'll give it back to you next week yeah meanwhile i should be I should be very, very okay. But because you, your tithe hasn't been paid. I mean, some of you, if right now, God is to cause those who have not paid their tithe to fall into a coma. Right now in the service. I don't know who will be left. Somebody is checking his breathing. <laughs> you won't die. You, you will live to pay your tithe next week. I didn't hear a louder Amen. I want to hear a vibrant amen. I said you will live to pay your tithe next week. And there are seven types of tithe. Tithe of the flocks and heads of sheep. Even the animals. There are scriptures. Get the book. My time is up. They pay tithes. If you had animals, they gave birth. You get a, a, a tenth. So ideally... In my house, I should wake up and see sheep and cows and uh, 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 goats, uh, pork. Like, oh, Bishop, I brought the tithe of the pork. <laughs> Not the coffin go to. <laughs> yeah. A tithe of the first fruit of the field. Animals, you pay tithe. And a farm. Yeah, truly, if you have a farm, like you did a garden and your first plantain. The first plantain you, 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 you harvested, the first plantain, it should find its way to my house or bring it to my car. First plantain, you are eating that one. You are inflicting hunger on me. God don't punish you. <laughs> A tithe of the fruits of the field. A tithe of their industries. Which produce oil, wine, and corn. Nehemiah 13, 12. Then brought all Judah the tithe of the corn and the new wine. You don't wine, you don't harvest wine on trees. To get wine, you must create an industry. Glory to God. A tithe of the smallest possessions. Smallest. Jesus said it. Tithe, mint, cummins, anise, and other spices. Like what? What other spices? Royco. Onga. <laughs> Sit down, you are disturbing the service. <laughs> you will humble yourself for your wife to teach you, say, Onga. <laughs> you eat by heart. <laughs> Clap your hands for the wives. God bless you. Royko. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. A tithe of their smallest. Anything small, no. Tithe to the church. Yes. The church should be receiving things. A tithe of their prophets. Deuteronomy 14, 28. The tithe of your increase. Increase 
the profit, you tithe from it. So yeah, ideally, if you have a company, at the end of the year, you should be able to say, our increase was this, and the board of directors should understand that this company, our increase, you know, we tithe it to the church. Yeah, it's a Bible. Why are you saying, wow? Don't you read your Bible. Look at it, Deuteronomy 28. A tithe of their children. Yes, my mother told me, so she has given me as a tithe. I'm a firstborn. So the firstborn is for God. That's why I'm preaching to you. Ideally, I should be in my probably polyclinic. Consulting room two. That's why I should be working. My mother donated me to God as a tithe. You give birth, four children, three children. You don't want them to serve God. Your child attends a camp. No, you are angry. Tithe of the children. Children, you don't understand how life comes up. You will see if you're not careful. Eh? Okay, I won't say it. Wise, wise up. Select a child and say, I give you to God. Your firstborn should serve God. Read it. Nehemiah 10 35. And to bring the first fruit of the ground, first fruit of the fruit of the tree, year by year, may the Lord heal you of your foolishness. You heard me read my lips. Year by year, unto the house of the Lord, also the firstborn of our sons. Firstborn of our sons, of our cattle. As it is written in the law. The, f- the firstlings of the heads of our flock. You don't know how to walk with God. Unto the priests that minister in the house of our God. They bring, that's why Hannah brought Samuel. That's how can we have prophet Samuel. She held the boy's hand and came and handed him over to the priests. Without any consideration for the failures of the priests. This priest could not even take care of his own children. And I said, I don't care. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part. If you turn him into a weed smoker, it's up to you. Me, I brought, him, I brought him to God. Soon. Planet. The firstborn is a shepherd. The firstborn is a pastor, missionary. Firstborn. Anybody who is a firstborn, who is not a pastor, your mother has worried you. Yeah, your mother has really worried you. Your, your, your mother didn't try. She didn't read the Bible. If she had read the Bible, she would have forced you. It doesn't matter whether you are an accountant or you are a herbalist or you are a carpenter. Firstborn. Those of you who have not married, believe God. Your first child serving God. Your first child, yeah. The rest can be we smokers. But the first child is serving God. Stand to your feet and let's close. Lift your hands and let's pray. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful teaching. Thank you for the understanding we are getting. 
we will never ever be the same again. Pray and talk to God that you will commit your life to tithing. Yes, tithing. To the giving of your life, your personal. Say, Lord, I'm giving my best to you. I love that song by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I'm giving my best to you. I'm an accountant. I'm a surveyor. I'm a businessman. But the best of my life, I'm giving it to you. And next week, we are going to learn some more. Why we pay tithes. The reason why we pay tithes. The reason why we give our children to serve God. The reason why we take the first goat to the house of God. Kill it and make kebab. Yes. Makola basata. Thank you, Father. What a mighty blessing. What a mighty blessing. What a mighty blessing. Yes. What a mighty blessing. Leave the elderly ones who didn't know that. I'm talking to the young boys and girls. Beloved, who are going to marry and have children. Your first child, you must, you, you yourself must sew a coat. Sew, sew, sew dresses for the girl. That this dress is for lady pastors. You are a five-year-old girl, but you are a lady pastor. And you will see how God will visit your family. How he will deliver you. How he will be good to you. Thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed, please, and every head bowed as we close the service. What a beautiful time. I've enjoyed the service beautifully. If you are here today also, maybe you are not born again. Want to give your life to Christ. Want to give your life to Christ. Want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to know Jesus. If you are here like that. If you are to die right now, you are going to hell. Want to surrender your life to Jesus. Every eye closed and every head bowed. You want to give your life to Christ. Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray for you. Yes. Lift it high. You want to be born again. Even surrendering your life is a type of tithe. Yes. Your best life. And that one guides everything in your life. It's called the proton. The first. Lift your hands if you want me to pray with you to be born again. If your hand is up, please come to me. I want to, I want to pray for you. Come. If your hand is up, come. Come. If you lifted your hand to receive Jesus, come. Let me pray for you. God bless you. Come. God bless you. Oh, turn and face me. Lift your two hands and let's pray. Lift your hands. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I surrender my life to you. I thank you for my salvation. I'm starting a practical, real relationship with you. I will walk with you. I will obey you. I give my life to you. And I ask you to wash me. I'm so dirty. I'm dirty. Please cleanse me. Wash me and make me new. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.
you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.